welcome and bienvenido a Entre Culturas, Between Cultures. Um, in this podcast, we would like to expose the diverse people from different continents um, that live between cultures and that they have a sense of belonging that's not just one from, from one place. Um, these people have lived in more than one place in their upbringing and are multilingual, multicultural, and do not identify with the status quo. So today we have Ed Lang, um, Chinese, also American, um, somebody who has grown up in more than one place and who has traveled numerous times throughout the world. Um, Ed, welcome to Entre Culturas and Between Cultures. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Who are you? I am Ed Lang. Where are you from? I'm from China, born in Canton. And Actually, I moved back and forth between Canton and Hong Kong. And my port of um, exit is Hong Kong. Yeah. But I'm, I'm considered, you know, Chinese from China. So that's, is that where your family's from? Yes. Uh, well, my, my father was born here. My father was born in the United States. Raised in the United States, went back to China and married my mother, and then we were all born in China. My father did not want to come back here. He, he felt this country was uh, prejudiced and, and all. He didn't like it at all. Even though he finished school, college here, and he got a very good job in, in China. So. so what would you say your heritage is? My heritage? Chinese. Absolutely Chinese. Um, I think like an Asian. Um, my language, uh, surprisingly enough, is a lot of time it has to be translated in my head in Chinese before it comes out. And and when it comes to math, when I have to do math, I do it in Chinese still to this day because I trust Chinese more in in the numbers than I do in English. <laughs> What does um, identity mean to you? Identity? Is there a feeling of being Chinese, a feeling of being American, of both? Well, I, 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 my identity is, is totally American now, you know, even though I'm from China because I've been here so long now. Um, I here to, I support the government and all the laws and all, so I identify as an American. Naturally, uh, when they fill the form out, it's American. What is culture? Culture. Both cultures. I have both cultures, Chinese culture and American culture. And I follow both of them. Um, some of the culture I learned from, from China are good, some are bad. The bad ones I don't follow. I, I retain the good, good, the good stuff. Same with uh, what I learned from America. Can you go more in depth? What's a good culture that you follow from China? What's a good one here? What's a bad one? Ooh, <laughs> that's that's hard to answer. Let's see. Uh, well, some of the some of the culture in China is that they they believe in uh, uh, idols. They they worship idols. They believe in ghosts. And they believe in afterlife, and 
Well, that's the I don't I don't believe so I don't culture I don't. Um, as far as the culture and in respecting your elders and parents, friends and being be honest with your friends and all that, I I will always treasure that as, as my culture culture. As well as the American culture, it's the same way. Um, I feel the same way with a lot of good stuff I learned from America, and there are a lot of bad stuff, which, you know, uh, I think the, the worst thing about America is prejudice. Um, I think prejudice encompasses a lot, of, a lot of things. We all have it. I mean, in America, prejudice seems like stands out all the time. There's always a conflict for whatever reason. So there's always something that, that's, uh, to me, is a big problem facing the United States right now. Mm-hmm. About the, I found it very interesting that you were saying about the ghosts and things like that. Can you explain what that is for someone like me that has no idea what you're talking oh, about? Oh, um, <laughs> in China... Like, is there a name of that ghost? or? No, in China, they believe that um, the house you live in, the people who lived there before, the ghost is there. They would they would come back sometime. And you know they believe they, they, you don't believe it. You listen. I can I can listen to it. I mean, to to them it's it's a reality. To me, it is. I thought they just do to scare the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So so um, for that and then. Um, they believe in going to the cemetery and they actually bring food to the cemetery and they believe that the ghosts will, will come out at night and eat them. This is silly. They do it here. Then the Chinese people carry that culture into an American um, cemetery. If you go to, to the cemetery on a certain day, which is a, they call it the ghost day in China, everybody goes to the cemetery. And they bring food and they lay it all down. They do it in the Mount, Mountain View. Mm-hmm. They have it up there. It's very strange. So I. Um, what is binational versus bicultural versus bilingual or trilingual? It's bi- bicultural is um, it's me. I'm a bicultural, both, both cultural. I. I I live by, or, or it's constantly, you know, in my life. Uh, by cult, bilingual, of course. I, I I practice it. I don't practice it, but since I go to Hong Kong all the time when I work, I use the, the, the Chinese language all the time. Not that I need to, but because I can speak it, I was able to communicate with my Chinese company, all the executives and all the people who work there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm bilingual in that respect. So over here, if somebody needs translation, I can help them. And I have done that for a lot of the immigrants, helping them uh, translate uh, in application for green card, or all that kind of stuff. And I also taught uh, ESL for immigrants, which is very difficult, but it's a, it's a very gratifying job for me because I'm giving back something 
to the uh, to the people or society, helping the immigrants who are really struggling. They can't. They don't even know ABC. I mean, you know, just very difficult. Because I myself was like that. So I I want to help them. Because when I came to this country, I was 14 years old, didn't speak one word of English. And I went to high school and luckily there was a young man who spoke Chinese and translated for me, helped me in a class. I had three hours of English every day. <laughs> and then I had math and then I had, uh, social study and that's it on my day, on my first year of high school. Bing, 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 English. Now, binational, but I don't know what that means. What does binational means? Um, you talk about a country? Well, I'm no longer a Chinese national. I'm a totally American. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm identified as American. I mean, I've, I went to service for America. I didn't go to Chinese National, so, okay. Mm -hmm. What's home for you? What's home? What's home? Mm -hmm. Home. What would you say home? This is home. Has home changed throughout your life in different stages? I think so. So my question no, is kind of no, like... I don't understand. When you were a child, mm -hmm. you grew up in China, right? Uh -huh. And then you came here. Mm -hmm. Was there a moment that home felt more like China than here? Then has it evolved to this being mm -hmm. more home than there? No, I, I, I think uh, home is wherever I, I, I am. I don't, I don't look back. Yeah, I don't look back. I don't always look forward. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel judged at all by people making you, f or wanting to make you fit into a nationality, into one nationality? Well, me personally? Mm -hmm. I, I... Not you, but... Um, how so sometimes people want to put you into one thing right um be from one place so be chinese be american um do you find that that labeling um is somebody else's problem kind of instead of your own problem ah oh, that's a very difficult well um i think the identity of race has become less of an issue for me personally. Um, I remember when I first went to work for a big company, they actually told me that because I'm Asian, I might face some problems such as uh, discrimination or you know whatever. So they prepared me. They actually told me to prepare myself and. Uh, it was so funny because one of the executive was interviewed by Women's Fashion Daily about what the company philosophy is on racial and all that stuff. 
He said, our company is wide open. One of our buyers is Chinese. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so uh, those, this I'm going back a lot of years. Now, I don't think there's any label, so to speak. I mean, I'm sure there's a little prejudice around sometime on different personal level, but not on a large scale. I think big company look at, to me anyway, look at people for who they are rather than what they are. So can you navigate both places in China and in the U.S. and feel like you're not an outsider? So in China, do you feel like you you're part of Chinese and, and, and people don't identify you as a foreigner or how does that play into? Well, when I go to Hong Kong now, they know I'm not from there. They can tell. They can tell by the way I talk, by the way I look, the way I dress. And they always think I'm from Singapore. They never thought I'm from the USA. They always say, you're from Singapore? Thailand? You know, something like that. But uh, uh, my Chinese, a certain way to say certain thing, it doesn't come out like they do, they, uh, the natives. So they, right away they know. So, I mean, you know, so yes, um, they do know when I go there that I'm not, I don't live there. They know that I'm just visiting. Do you think meeting people from different places opens your mind? Of course. Different culture um, opens open my my mind and and for me to think about how they live or have the empathy of what they do and kind of what gives me an amazement of what they can do, what they cannot do. Sometimes I could, uh, well, if, if it's, uh, let's say an immigrant, for instance, I always had the feeling that, gee, I wonder if I can understand them to help them. You know, so, so, so a different culture actually opened up my horizon. Can you paint a picture of what China is like? From somebody else, not for me. No, you, what, what, what comes in your head when you think about China? What do I think? Oh, big mass of people with, um, with um, poor management and uh, a lot of corruptions and uh, um, a lot of problems in the economy as far as um, well, I should say economy. Uh, yeah, economy is a, is a vast uh, differential between the rich and the poor. And there's, there's, there's no in between. It's just either poor or rich. So a lot of people, most of them are poor and they're suffering. And they have a lot of problems. They have transportation problems, they have uh, housing problems, definitely. Uh, from what you hear from the news, China is still great guns, but they're facing huge problems. I wouldn't want to want to live in China. Well, China is, has a lot of lot of beautiful places to, to visit if you want to visit. M many places like uh, the Great Wall of China, uh, the Shanghai area, uh, the Guilin area. Uh, 
Canton. They have a lot of nice places to go to. Oh, beautiful. I'm not saying that. Lots of great tourist area. But China as a whole has a lot of problems. How would you paint the U.S.? Oh, U.S. U.S. has has some problem, but not as bad as as in China. But um, I think the biggest problem in the U.S. right now is the racial, racial and uh, gender problem, uh, equality and in. Pay uh, payment among the women and men. Yes, uh, I, I said the ratio, didn't I? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the biggest problem. Uh, I think the technology is going so fast, so fast. The creators, so many billionaires, and it's causing problems because they are causing poverty to go way up. On the site, so a lot of people now cannot afford to live and afford to buy a home because of this billionaire buying up all the property. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a day of reckoning. I think we're going to have a bubble. I hope because you can't keep up this way because there's so many people are suffering. You know, my generation we're okay, but. The generation to follow, I worry about them. What are they going to face? My my grandkids, my 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 son and daughters, they they're okay, but the grandkids and their kids, big problem. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get Trump out of there first. <laughs> He's the big problem. Yeah, definitely not. Kindness. But still, I wouldn't live anywhere else. I would live here. I mean, I, this is the country I want to live in. Was it important for your family to expose you to both cultures? My parents always instilled us to to remember some of the old Chinese culture and to adapt ourselves to the American culture. Yeah. And there was a time in your life that you would come and go a lot here and there, mm-hmm. was that um, beneficial or eye-opening? Uh, well, when I did that, it really has to do with my my uh, employment, working. So it's very beneficial for me on an economic basis. Um, and your second question is, is what? Uh, just coming and going does yeah. that or does that con, did that construct you uh, as somebody who who has come and gone a lot? Has it built differently? You think into the way you think than somebody who has only stayed in one place? Oh, I, I think so. I, I think it, it kind of opens my eyes to a lot of things. You see the good and the bad all the time, and you see people. Uh, <clears throat> That are doing suffering, that are suffering so much, and the people that do so well, and you wonder what happened, you know? And uh, oh yeah, it, I think when people travel, you learn. You 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 can't help it. You see it. 
I remember the first time I went to South Carolina. I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm walking down the street and I see African-American walking down the street, their eyes are looking down like this. I've never said, I said, what's going on? They said, because they are um, so used to being a slave. Because of that, they like that. And to this day, this is, this is only like 10 years ago. It's amazing. You don't see it. You don't see a lot of African American walking around in, in downtown. It's funny. When they go to work, they have a bus to take them to hotel and let them out to go to, to become the maid and what have you. And take them. Open my eyes. I said, "What is? What's it? What's it so different in the South than here?" <laughs> Being connected to the world helps globalization. Mm. Is that good? Should we break borders, or what's your insight on that? Well, I think I think globalization is a is a total uh, thing that that would happen. It's going to happen. Uh, I think if we have to learn to control some of the growing pain, what have you. It'd be great, but if we let it get out of hand, I think it'll be bad for the world. Why? Because it could it could hurt a lot of people. A lot of people will get hurt uh, if you don't do the right thing. Let's say the technology area and globalization, uh, traveling, what have you. I mean, it always is good and bad. So you gotta you gotta make sure that whoever's leading the pack would think, do the right thing. Um, what has, uh, in China, what have they, what, how have they become more Americanized if they have, or uh, or not only Americanized, but like within other cultures, is there, um, has China changed? Oh, China has changed drastically. Because of some of the globalization you're talking about, they are being um, visited by so many people from different countries. And the Chinese are learning from these people how they dress, how they conduct themselves, how they make money, actually. Uh, because they go there to get something, pro something products made, and then they bring it back, lots of them, and they know they're making money. So they think, well, we can do that, we can do it here, you know, so they're learning. So um, from a, um, uh, economic uh, standpoint, China has, really grown. Uh, they learn from all the different visitors, businessmen and, and what have you. Technology, same thing. Technology is not, not so much of, of them uh, learning, but they send the people over for schooling and then they go back and they get good jobs and, and they make the, uh, you know, te te technology grow that way. So China has really grown 
tremendously when in that respect. Money has, I mean, people have lots of money, they make a lot of money. But there's still that big gap. What wisdom or words of wisdom would you transmit? Wisdom. To the little ones. But I always, I always tell the kids that they, you should always be um, honest, always to do the best you can, whatever you do, and always treat people with respect, no matter who it is. I actually have a journal that I write every day, and I, I write down three things I'm thankful for. And I do it every day, and now I got tons of paper. So I told the kids when I died, they can take it, open up and read and see what I'm thankful for. But if you stop and think about what you're thankful for, there's a lot of things. It could be very small things. It could be the beautiful weather you get, or it could be you avoid an accident, or whatever, that, that day. So you write down three things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I, I've started this about, hmm, about 10 years ago. And sometimes I don't do it every day. I would, I would, because of whatever the things I stopped me from doing, I catch up. Oh, what happened? What happened last Tuesday or something? But I, I try to write it down and just to be thankful to it. Or whatever. Thanks, Ed Lang, for being part of the project. Um, I am more than grateful and and thankful for having you here. You're a good friend of my family, and I really, really appreciate you opening the door to what Chinese culture has, what American culture has, and what you as a mix of being between cultures. So thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you.